What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 10 of the Chunk It Stingers podcast. Today, we talked to Keith Billado, um, one of the members and ex-members of the San Francisco Giants organization. He was a pitcher, so today we talked about pitching mindset and how important it is to be close to your catchers and everything baseball. So make sure to stay tuned. Also, check me out on YouTube, which is the Chunk It Stingers podcast. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. So go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Keith Billado. Um, born and raised in Falmouth, Massachusetts. Um, played baseball at uh, Bourne High School. I had the opportunity to play college ball at University of Maine. Played up there for three seasons. Um, got drafted my junior year. Played five years um, in the minors. Um, a few with the Giants and then a few in the independent leagues. And had some opportunities to coach in the Cape Cod League as well as play in the Cape Cod League. And now I own Pitch Like a Pro and I get the chance to work with a lot of local talent and um, be able to give them opportunities such as the ones that I've been able to live. Yeah, he has an Instagram, so make sure to go check him out on um, Pitch Like a Pro on Instagram, right? That's right. All right. Um, going in, so let's talk about your college. How is How is college for you? College was a great experience. You know, I went to Maine. It was one of the first schools that called me and um, I put them on the back burner for so long and then realized that they had um, they had contracts into the Cape League. So rather than go to Clemson, Florida State, you know, a top uh, Southern school, I um, decided that Maine would be a good fit for me to go up there and potentially earn earn um, contracts as a freshman to get in with everybody else's top players as well. And so um, I ended up going there freshman year, ended up being the ace right away, and ended up earning a contract to the Cape League and got my foot in the door that route. So it was a good decision for me, especially being a Northeast guy, just a um, different direction. So it was it was led to great opportunities for me. So it definitely worked out. Yeah. So for the Cape for the Cape League, talk about who you played with in the Cape League or played so against. So we we played with a lot of talented guys. We. Um, on our team, we had George Springer, World Series MVP. We had Matt Barnes, Brandon Workman, both great Red Sox pitchers. Um, Brandon actually just got traded this year. We had um, Johnny Andrioli, LJ Mazzilli. Um, we we have we've had Brett Eibner, Jack Armstrong. A lot of great, a lot of great talent. Um, so playing in that league, you know, it was definitely a great experience to learn learn from other. Um, guys that are, came from top programs in the country, as well as uh, just be able to compete against the best. Yeah, and now George Springer just got a huge contract. Guys right. are living it, living it right now. Um, for the next question, we'll talk about your uh, your pro, when you're a pro. Talk about how that, like, experience was for you. Um, pro ball was a great experience for me personally. Um, so in college and and, um, you know, throughout my high school career, you know, I really haven't, I didn't never really face too much struggle. You know, I faced injury, you know, um, personal struggle with that. But as far as um, being a pitcher, I always, I was lucky enough to do pretty well and get into pro ball. It was definitely a great experience for me, you know, to go up against great players from all over the country and all over the world. But um, definitely show, it, it was a little bit of humbling, you know, to go in there and, uh, you know, start off my first season. Great. I think I went 30 scoreless innings my first season. And I'm um, going to put on the fast track and, 
And then um, before you know it, I, I, they put me into the bullpen role because they, they, they liked how I had good secondary pitches. And, you know, it wasn't until my first rough outing that I started stringing together a rough outing after rough outing. So it was a good, um, it was a good experience for me just to try to learn what you need to do in order to get back mentally into the game, you know, cause when, when things are going good, you know, it's, it's easy to continue with, the, um, with a routine that works for you. But the second, you know, wrenches get thrown into your routine and, and you uh, have to face adversity, you know, it definitely makes you have to adjust. Yeah. What was like the big difference from like, just, well, you played the Cape league. So I guess you had a little bit of like the biggest difference. MLB. Yeah. The biggest difference was, um, just being able to wash a bad outing, you know, especially because there's so many factors that you can't control who gets set, who gets, you know, it all comes down to who gets paid more money, who gets uh, promoted to the next level. You know, you, you're playing against with, with all your buddies, but at the same time, you're competing for very few limited spots. So it wasn't until uh, it was definitely just being able to move past a bad outing, you know, that struggled for me personally. I'd go home, I'd stare holes through the ceiling all night long, whether it's in back in college. And when you were playing for fun, I mean, I mean, it's easy to get over an outing that you didn't do so well, especially as a starting pitcher. You have a whole week to get back on your grind and for me being a bullpen guy they you know you got to be ready to go with that next day and I just wasn't fully mentally prepared to go and um it was something that snowballed on me and it was a great learning opportunity and I definitely stress the mental part of the game to a lot of players that I work with because it's definitely something that I've had to uh clean up um for my own personal um performance yeah Sticking on the mental side, you almost kind of answered the question I'm going to ask, but like how important is it for pitchers to have that mental mental side and read? Like I see some kids now just reading books about pitching just so they can learn early the mental side of pitching because of how big it is and how you pitch basically. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more that comes to it, especially at the higher level when everyone's in good shape, you know, everyone's um, hitting the weight room and everyone's throwing 90 plus and everyone's hitting home runs. So a lot of what separates the guys from the lower levels to the um, to the big leagues is maturity and um, is is the mentality and, and being able to stay consistent with your work routine no matter what, even if uh, even if you do well or bad, just just uh, staying even keel, not getting too high, not getting too low. And, um, you know, especially with the travel, you know, you'd go 15 hour bus ride and, and um, have to be ready to go that day and play a game. So just being able to find what works for you, good, um, good diet, good rest, you know, um, good workout habits and, and just taking care of your body overall. Yeah, that's definitely a big thing. And then, like you said, the car rides, I can only imagine the bus rides and stuff like that. That's the one thing I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, you but... get pretty sick after a 15 hour bus ride. Yeah. You got to bring like a massage gun or something on that bus ride. But um, so you are a coach now. Well, you're a pitching coach. So what drills can you just throw out there for anybody listening to go do? I'm big on on balance and body control drills. And that's where you're going to get a lot of your accuracy and just being able to control your body. Um, You know, with a lot of the younger guys, you see some kind of weakness between between their head to their toe. And you just try to focus on that weakness and be able to find – balance and stability and um that just allows for more controlled body movements allowing pitchers to be able to um, pound the zone so i do a lot of balance work and uh a lot of um body strengthening stuff head to toe yeah those are some big drills that you can do and especially home you don't really need much to do balance drills so while we're in covid do some balance drills 
Right. Um, so what pitches did you throw when you pitched? We'll go on that here. I showcased a fastball. Um, I also threw a curveball, a cutter, and a changeup. Nice. Those are some some I the fastball is my favorite pitch, but that's everybody's favorite pitch, I think. I'm sure um, it's your favorite then, pitch as a hitter. Oh yeah. I love seeing a nice inside and high fastball. I can pull and take over the fence. Um so we've already talked about some players that you have played with, but um, like, what is your favorite interaction that you've had with any player or any group? My favorite interactions with some of the players would be definitely in the Cape League. You know, when we were all kids, just playing, um, playing, playing in the Cape League. You know, everyone was young; nobody was big time yet. You know, we had big names, but nobody had gotten paid yet. So everyone was on the same playing field, you know, and just being able to um, know these kids for who they are as people, you know, and cause um, you know, there are a lot of great kids um, in that league and just being friends with, you know, guys like George and, and Matt Barnes and just, just great ball players. You know, it's, there's not one ballpark that I can't go to and get into a game, you know, just, just from um, getting on the ticket list, just because, you know, so many of those guys now play on major league teams. So that was definitely one of my greatest experiences is uh, being able to um, be with, all the best players today, but back a few years ago when we were all in college. Yeah, that's the best part about baseball is the memories and the friendship that you gather over all the teams that you've been on. Um, for the next question, this is actually more of like a – well, it's – yeah. So, like, how important is it for you and your catcher to be on the same page? Because we talked about this with Joe, and Joe was talking about how it's important to be with your pitcher. So how important is it to be with your catcher? But yeah, I can't stress that enough. You know, um, me personally, all my best friends on the team were always the catchers, you know, and I would uh, I would either room with another pitcher or a catcher and just try to always pick their brains and another. So in the bullpens, I would either sit next to catchers or I'd sit next to the lefty pitchers, you know, being a righty pitcher. I'd like to see I pick the lefties brains because they use the opposite side of their brain and just try to hear all different aspects. You know, I really enjoy working with good catchers. It wasn't at the Cape League when I was pitching with Tony Caldwell, who was Auburn's catcher. He was uh, um, one of the best catchers, catchers in the country, runner up behind Buster Posey that year. And, um, you know, he, him forced me to go cutter into a lefty, you know, if you miss, if you miss into a lefty, you're put into a, a volatile spot there, you know, that's where they like the ball. So, you know, just be working with good catchers that forced me to become a better pitcher, you know, going righty, righty, change up, going cutter in on a lefty, you know, just, um, once and especially push pitching a wood bat, you know, it's just totally different. So just having catchers that you trust to um, help take you through the game, you know, it definitely makes it a lot more enjoyable working with a catcher and putting your trust in them and, and um, yeah, it makes for makes for definitely a killer combo when everyone's on the same page. Yeah, and you kind of have to as a catcher catcher standpoint. You don't want guys going ninety at you, and you don't know what's coming. You don't trust them to throw a strike. So, have you ever like I don't know if you got to, but did you like pitch to Buster Posey? Did he ever catch you at all? Yeah, bullpens. Posey was always really good with um, catching some of the younger guys' bullpens. You know. Um, catchers during spring training are always busy you know they they bring up a whole bunch so it's one of those things where obviously Posey was a big league catcher at the time you know he was very good as far as being able to give young pitchers feedback you know that that was always gold and and but yes I've had some opportunities to work with um, Buster and uh, definitely a few other great uh, catchers in the organization Andrew Susak he was one of the great catchers Chris Munley he's in the big leagues now with the Orioles so definitely a lot of good catchers in that organization yeah 
Posey Posey's one of the greatest of all time. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely the best catcher I've worked with. Elite. Sticking on, well, actually, we'll go over. So, um, so you already said some things. So, like, in like COVID perspective, like, what are some things like besides just throwing bullpens? But like, getting ready for the season coming up. What do we got? Like two, three months. What do you suggest players start doing now? And that COVID never happened and do what they got to do. I'd say stay hungry and continue to get after it. You know, you can't control what's happening. All you can control is your attitude and your effort. And I, I believe all those players are accountable for themselves and getting their own work in and, and not coming up with excuses off of something that's happening and uh, just being accountable for themselves. And that's a big part of the, um, the, the biggest things that I tried teaching the kids in the Cape League is um, not just teaching them how to be good college players, you know, because they're all, already the best at their at their colleges, but teaching them how to be good professional players as well. And that just goes for taking accountability for themselves, not having a trainer there to run them through their workouts, you know, just just leaving players more accountable. And uh, and, and that's what separates a lot of the minor leaguers from the big leaguers. Yeah, minor leaguers, they either can't afford it or they won't be able to get one for the for our personal trainers so they just got to do them themselves so minor leaguers definitely definitely of what i've seen obviously the big leaguers work a lot and they work hard for it to get up to the big leagues but these minor leaguers are just working every day because they have some big leaguers have a spot yeah you can lose it but the minors leaguers are trying to get to that spot so the more they work the farther they go up in the ranks so yeah, it's getting a little tougher right now. They're taking away some minor league teams, and um, yeah, there's a big, uh, there's a big back, there's a big log jam of some great talent out there. So it's going to make uh, make for, for a very competitive uh, minor league system, and uh, even the independent league should be pretty competitive this year. Yeah, I was talking to one guy. Um, his name's Ryan Fitzgerald, and he was talking about how he hopefully he, he hopes that like people didn't take it as serious as it needed to be. So he can, he's like, I've been working hard. I've been doing the stuff that I need to. He said, he's been using this time to focus on certain things instead of like when you're, when you're with a trainer or, or a coach, you work on something, but he's working on his craft. So he's been, he's been working hard. So he's hoping that other guys haven't been taking advantage. Like, well, not hoping, but like almost hoping that other guys haven't been doing it. So he gets the spot instead of other people. So he's yeah. been working hard. Yeah, it's you versus you every day. You versus you. If you can do the best that you can do, rather than pick your head up and see what everybody else is doing, then that's that's what's going to lead to um, the better end result. Yeah, that's basically what Joe said too. He's like, be the only the only way to be good is to be better than yourself. Yesterday, he's like, he he doesn't like saying that, but it's the truth. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on here. It was a very good podcast. Where yeah, you can got they? It, man. I already said your Instagram, but where can they find it? Yep, it's it's at Pitch Like a Pro on Instagram, and you can find me there. All right, sounds good. Thank you guys for listening to the Chunkin' Singers podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check Keith out on Instagram. That's Pitch Like a Pro on Instagram. Also, check me out on Instagram. It's Chunkin' Stingers on Instagram or Chunkin' Stingers podcast. Again, and then check us out on youtube it's chunk it singers podcast thank you guys for listening hope you enjoyed this one be on the lookout for episode number 12